0: Yes, Lord, we thank you for drawing near to us, God, to rescue us, to call us out of darkness into light, out of death into life, Lord God. We thank you for initiating that, Lord. We didn't love you, but you loved us first, and you sent your Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins to make us right with you again. And We thank you that that has given birth to this new creation, uh, not only in us, but all around the world, Lord God. Thank you for making us part of that. And Jesus, we ask that you would call us, draw us deeper into that today, into that new life, God. Give us clarity where there's confusion. Uh, Speak your truth where we have doubts and questions, Lord. We invite you to teach us, to, to draw close to us in this time as we turn to you. Amen. All right, go ahead and take a seat. I like the saxophone today. I was in sixth grade band trying to learn how to play saxophone. It never quite sounded like that. (laughs) Thanks, you guys. All right, so the mixer question today was, it was an easy one. It was a softball question, because it's cold. Where were you born? Now, follow-up question to that is, who here decided where they would be born? Anybody? No. You just showed up, right? You just came out. It must have been very disorienting, right? You didn't know who you are, where you are, what's going on. You didn't know who those people were. You were just cold, and you were were like, what has just happened to me? You didn't even have a name. So we've been looking at these questions that um, we need to answer when, maybe not when you're a baby, but. When you're in the, a situation where life has become confusing, you're a little bit disoriented, you lost your bearings, there's three primary questions you need answers to when you're in that condition. We, we focused on that last week. Who there? You need to know where you are. You need to know when it is. I mean, those are the three fundamental questions you need answers to. So last week, we looked at that question, who are you? And we said, you know, we get a lot of messages, a lot of labels, a lot of identities put on us as we grow up. We put on ourselves as well. And so we said what we want to do in this series is we need to hear from God. What does God say? We need the clarity that comes from the one who stands above and beyond all and sees all clearly. And it's revealed what truly is through his words. We want to draw close to him. We want to listen to what he's saying to us through his word about these big questions. So we looked last week at who are you? What are some things that you heard last week that maybe stuck with you this week? Who are you in God's eyes? Anybody? Child of God. God. That's a good one, right? That's good to know. You are in this relationship with God the Father. Yes. Yes. What else are you now? Adopted, right? What is it? Saved, co-heirs with Christ, forgiven, saint, which means holy ones. You've been made holy by God. You're a saint. All right. So we're learning to take off the old labels that have been put on us by the world, by ourselves, by others, and put on this identity that God has bestowed on us through Christ. All right, now we're continuing that. Today we're going to look at where are you? Where are we? Okay, give me a simple answer to that. Where, where are you, Evan? In the park. Evan's in the park. So in the park, Walnut Creek, you get the GPS out, we can pinpoint where Evan Cooley is. Okay, where, now... There's, all, there's some other people with us this morning. Where are they? They're online, somewhere. You know, we might even have someone in Vacaville this morning. I'm not sure if they're on. Um, we might have somebody in Lafayette, Walnut Creek, Concord. They're with us. Where are they? I don't know. <laughs> all right, but they're with us. OK, so physically, we are here in Civic Park. Now, there's an interesting question that God asked Adam after he and Eve sinned, after they decided to disobey God. And they're still in the garden, though. There's a question that God asked Adam. Do you remember what it was? Where are you? Where are you, Adam? Now, is that because the Lord didn't know where Adam was? What was he asking Adam The same question I think God wants to ask you this morning. Where are you? Not physically. He knows where you are physically. Where are you? It's actually a question to make us stop and ask, yeah, where am I? Where am I in relation to God? Where am I spiritually? Where's my heart, my mind, my attention, my affections? What am I oriented toward? Where am I spiritually? Where are you spiritually? Where were you this week? Far from him? Wandering close to him? Where are you, God asks us. It's a good question. Hey, where am I? Where am I in my orientation with God? Now, again, there's different, many different places you can be physically. You can be in that chair. We haven't had it yet. Somebody could be in the tree, a lot of different places. But God has revealed through his word, and that's where we want clarity from, God has revealed that you can be in one of two places spiritually. Very simple, big block stuff here. One of two places spiritually. There are two different and distinct spiritual realms, domains, or power structures, God's revealed this through his word, repeatedly. Now listen for these two realms. Colossians chapter 1. Now in this section, let me give you a little background on it. Uh, the author is writing to people who are in Christ, who've come into this relationship with God through Christ. They're believers. They're united to God. Now, not all this is in your bulletin, but it's going to be on the screen here, and I'm going to back up to verse 9. So Colossians chapter 1, verse 9, starts like this. Since the day we heard of it, that you know they heard of uh, the faith of these Colossian believers. We have not ceased to pray for you and to ask to ask something. Listen to what they're asking God for. Ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will, with clarity, right. Knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. This is the prayer for them. This is the prayer for you and me. So that you will, with that clarity, walk in a manner now worthy of the Lord. To please him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Knowing him better. Relationally knowing him better. Strengthen with all power. According to his glorious might, for the attaining of all steadfastness, that's like perseverance, and patience, joyously giving thanks to the Father for something. All right? We're going to focus on this now. Joyously giving thanks to the Father who has, he's done something, listen, qualified us, qualified you and me and anyone who wants it, qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. The saints who are in light. That's a rare thing. He's going to tell us more here. For he, God the Father, listen to what he did. This is why we joyously give him thanks. He, God the Father, rescued us. Rescued you and me. All who are in Christ. He rescued us from the domain of darkness. The domain, the realm, the power structure of darkness. A new domain, realm, power structure, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of Jesus. In whom, in Jesus, we now have redemption, liberation, the forgiveness of sins. All right. That's one place that God speaks of these two domains, these two power structures. You can be in one or the other. You're in one or the other. There's no neutral. There's no... You know, maybe there's a little uh, DMZ zone between somewhere. No, there's one or two realms that you are in. The kingdom of the sun, kingdom of the sun, aka the kingdom of God, heaven. Let's capture that. All right, we got this on the left side, right? Yeah, there we go. Yes. The kingdom of the sun, sometimes the kingdom of God, sometimes the kingdom of heaven. Especially if you're speaking to a Jewish audience, you don't want to say God so much because it's the, you want to honor that name. So sometimes they'll just say heaven. Now, who is in this kingdom? Who is in this kingdom? Question for you. Those who have been transferred. Those who have been qualified by the Father. Those who have redemption. Right? Those, the saints in light. Right? Those who have been forgiven. All right. So we have a list here. The people in there are saints in light, redeemed, forgiven. Remember last week we made this this grid as well. You're in one of two people groups. You're in the group sinners lost or you're in the group righteous saved. This is what God's revealing. This is what God wants you and me to know. All right. So here's the people in the kingdom of the Son, God. Now who is ruling this kingdom? It's the kingdom of? The Son, kingdom of Jesus, right? And Christ has come as king. Christ means king, the anointed one, anointed as king. All right, so the ruler is the Son, God. All right, so we have a kingdom, a domain, a power structure ruled by Jesus. He is Lord of this kingdom. Now, if you're in Christ, if you're in that group of people, if that's your identity, again, how did you get there? How you come in? Were you born into the kingdom of God? The kingdom of the Son? No, you were, you had to be qualified. Did you qualify yourself? Did you go through a testing process, CPA exam, something like that, engineering exam? No. He qualified you. That's what it said. The Father qualified you. By the work that the Son accomplished on the cross, you have been qualified for this kingdom. That's your credentials. Thank you, Lord. Qualified you through the redemption and forgiveness of sins that was made possible by Jesus' sacrifice. Okay. He transferred you because he qualified you. Now, what was the other domain, power structure mentioned? You heard it, the domain of darkness that doesn't sound very good right that sounds a little menacing alright God wants to have us give us clarity this morning we want everything to be nice and can't we just be can't we all just be all together can't we be Switzerland I don't you know I don't make the rules God is showing us what really is If we want to grapple with I, reality we need to listen to his word okay so this domain of darkness Question, before you were qualified, before you were transferred, where were you? In the domain of darkness. Dead in your sins. Your transgressions. Following the ways of the world. Following the ruler of the spirit of the air. You were dead. I was dead. That's what God's revealing to us. God is speaking to us. The people in this domain... People are still dead in sin, sinners, the lost, separated from God. I remember living in there. I was there. Let's find out more about this domain. Let's get more clarity about this. 1 John 5.19. Listen to what we hear here about uh, the domain of darkness. We know that we are of God. Okay, so this is John speaking to some believers in Ephesus. We know that we're of God and that... The whole world, this other domain, the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. Wow. Did you know that? I forget that sometimes. Why are things such a mess? Well, oh yeah, the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. Okay, so sometimes, depending on context, the domain of darkness is referred to as the world. Uh, context determines that. In this case, it is. All right, so the ruler, who's the ruler of the domain of darkness? The evil one. All right, more menacing news for us. Gee, this doesn't sound so great. What else has God revealed? Let's go to 1 John 2.17. The world and its desires pass away. So what do we learn there about the domain of darkness? Passing away, temporary. Okay, that, that sounds kind of like a relief because this doesn't sound that great. Although I know people and I love people who are in this domain, so that worries me. Okay, let's write that down. Is passing away. The power structure the domain of darkness is passing away. What else has God revealed to us about this domain? He wants us to have clarity. Romans through 32 gives us a big description of humanity living within this domain, this power structure. Romans 1.18... Listen, the wrath of God, the condemnation of God, the punishment of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of people who, listen, suppress the truth by their wickedness. I wonder what they suppress the truth about. By their wickedness, since what may be known about God is plain to them because God has made it plain to them. For ever since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power, his divine nature have been clearly seen. Clearly seen. Being understood from what has been made, this God-given beautiful creation, so that people are without excuse. Do you hear that? People in the domain of darkness... Why do they reject God? Why they, there's, there's a suppression of truth going on in that domain by people who are in that. They suppress the truth about God, because what has been known about God, name, namely His divine power and eternal, uh, His eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen by what has been made. OK, so this is going on. The, the truth about God is being suppressed. What else? Verse 24, Therefore God gave them over, because of this, God gave them over to, in the sinful desires of their hearts, to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. And then there's a longer list later. But they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshipped and served, created things, rather than the Creator who has forever praised. Amen. Okay, so, the domain of darkness. What's going on over there? God's given this group over to sin... In this group, what's going on? Well, they're worshiping and serving not the Creator, but created things. This is the domain of darkness. This is the world that has fallen. It's dismal, right? It's depressing. You're like, come on, Wayne, it's cold, and this is. But we got to see it clearly. We got to know where we are. When did this dominion of darkness establish itself? in God's good creation. Remember in the beginning, God created everything good. He looked, he surveyed, and it was very good. So what happened? How did this power structure, this authority get established in God's good creation? When did it happen? Anybody? Early on, right? Yeah. Genesis 3, the fall. Right? Right? Humanity, God's image and likeness, decided to reject God's word, decide we're not going to trust what He says, we're going to trust our own ideas. we're going to trust this, this voice of this snake. We're going to do things our own way. We turned outside, away from God's authority, to establish our own. And it's never been the same. When we listen to the snake, we put ourselves under the authority of the evil one. God gave us over. And God sent us out of that close fellowship with him in the garden. Sent us out. Listen to Romans 5.12. Sin entered the world. Sin is... It's disobedience to God. I I don't trust that what God says is good. I'm not going to follow that. I'm not going to obey that. I'm going to do my own thing. Sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin. And in this way, death came to all people, because all sinned. All have sinned. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And that's put us in this domain of darkness. Humanity's fall, man, fault. man that, that decision and those repeated decisions ever since to go our own way, it's catastrophic. Even God's beautiful creation is now subject to frustration and decay because of that. It's part of the, the curse that came with our rebellion. It's all bad here. It's all bad so far. But the message of Christ is good news. So let's hear that. Good news here. While humanity was falling deeper down in that spiral of sin and death, God revealed through his prophets that he was going to do something about it. God was going to send a king, his own son, who in some way would also be a physical descendant of David, a king who would establish A new power structure in this fallen domain of darkness, within it. Come and bring it. A king would come into the domain of darkness and establish a kingdom, a forever kingdom, a kingdom ruled by Christ, by God. Lots of prophecies about that. One is in your your, uh, bulletin, Daniel 2.44, but we're going to skip ahead to about the year 30, When Jesus announced this kingdom, the arrival of this kingdom. Mark 1.15, the time has come, Jesus said. The time has come. The kingdom of God has come near, has broken in, has descended and planted a flag. The kingdom of God has come near. So, what do you do? Repent, turn away from the domain of darkness, doing life away from God, apart from God in your own way, repent and believe this good news. Repent and believe the good news. It's time to come out. God's kingdom is present now on earth. It's broken in. And God's big activity right now is he is plundering the domain of darkness. He's plundering it bringing people into his kingdom, transferring people out of the domain of darkness, bringing them into his kingdom. The king came and bound the strong man, the evil one, and is plundering that old, fallen, passing away kingdom for his own kingdom. Listen to it in John 3. God so loved the world, you know it, right? God so loved the world, even though it rebelled against him, turned away from him. He still loves the world. God so loved the world that he did something. He gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him, repents, believes, shall not perish along with this domain of darkness, shall not pass away along with this domain of darkness, but have eternal life in God's kingdom. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. To transfer people out. To qualify you and me. To bring us out. Okay, so maybe maybe that's the end of the verse you know. A lot of us just know John 3.16. 16. question can be asked, so if that's the case, why isn't everyone saved? Why is there a demand of darkness still? Right? Why isn't everybody in the kingdom yet? Verse 18. Whoever believes in him, whoever believes Jesus, that doesn't mean he exists. You know, that's an easy one. But believes what Jesus says, his message, his words, who puts their trust in what he has said. That's what it means here to believe. Whoever believes in him is not condemned. Okay? But... Whoever does not believe, whoever doesn't trust what Jesus says, whoever rejects his message, stands condemned already. Already. Because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. That's why the domain of darkness continues. The message is rejected. Why doesn't everyone just turn to Jesus and be saved? It, It just... You know, for those of us who've come into his kingdom, it's like, come on, everybody, join us. Right? It's frustrating sometimes. Verse 19, this is why. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world. Jesus, the light, and his word, his message. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people loved darkness instead of the light there's a preference for darkness instead of the light. Preference for this way of life over here instead of under God's rule and reign. People love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. All right, so let's build out this list a little bit more. On the right here, the domain of darkness. Condemned, do not believe, and love Darkness. That's the situation. Now, we spent a lot of time looking at this demand of darkness. It's good to remember. It's why things are a mess. It's why things are confusing. All right? You, brothers and sisters in Christ, you and me, we've been transferred out of this. All right? You've been rescued from the dominion of darkness. You've been transferred to the kingdom of God. That's where you are now. If you are in Christ, if you've turned to Him, if you've believed His message, and listen, this speaks to you and me. 1 Peter 2.9. Peter talking to you and me. You, brothers and sisters, in Christ, in the kingdom of light, in the kingdom of God, you are, listen, a chosen people. God chose you. You didn't choose him. He chose you. You are a chosen people. A royal priesthood. does a priesthood do? A priesthood helps connect people to God. We're like mediators between people in the dominion of darkness and people in the kingdom. God the king. We're a royal priesthood, a holy set-apart nation. God's special possession. He has given us a job that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, you're under condemnation, but now in Christ you have received mercy God's mercy, His kindness. Here's the list chosen, royal priesthood, holy nation, God's special possession, the people of God. This is our kingdom. This is where we are. Wherever you live, wherever you're sitting, if you're in Christ, you are in this place. Why? Because you did something good this week or because you went to church? No, because He qualified you. How do you do that in His body for you to take it away so that the power of sin and death That the enemy held over you has been broken, has been canceled, paid in full. That qualified you. That's your standing. That's your confidence. And this kingdom that you're part of now will last forever. We're not in the world. We're not in the world. We're we're sitting in it. I mean, we're... It's all kind of side by side right now, the domain of darkness and the kingdom of God. Sometimes that line cuts through your own family. Definitely cuts through your neighborhood. You know, who's in, the, who's in where? You're in one of two groups. Everybody you meet's in one of two groups. It's all kind of mixed together, jumbled together now, but it's separate. All right, so how do we live in, live as kingdom of light people? in the midst of the domain of darkness? How do we do that? How do we be in the world, but not of the world? Now, this mixture won't continue forever. The day of judgment, the the day of the Lord, will bring that separation, complete and permanent. But we're not there yet. So how do we do this? How do we stay distinct? How do we live as children of light? John helps us, 1 John 2.15. Here's a reminder for you and me. Do not love the world, the domain of darkness, or anything in the world, this domain of darkness. Don't think of people there. Think about the the pursuits. Think about the attitudes. Think about the messages. Beware of your affections, your attachments. Beware of the messages that are generated within this domain of darkness and how they affect you and infect you. If anyone loves the world, like if your affections are still attached to this this humanity that's rebelling against God, the love of the Father is not in them. It's not in you. For everything in the world, this system, this power structure, the lust of the flesh, man, the world is pursuing the flesh hard, right? The lust of the eyes, hey, I see it, it looks good, I'm pursuing it, I'm buying it, I'm chasing it. And the pride of life, status you know, getting higher up the the ladder, comes not from the Father, comes not from your Father, but from the world. So now that we are in the kingdom, you've been transferred in, don't give yourself to the domain of darkness. Don't give it your mind, your heart, your affections, your time, your resources. Give yourself to Jesus. Come more and more under his rule and reign. Submit all those last Corners of rebellion in your life to Jesus' good rule and reign. Bring it in the light. Come in the light. Get all the way out of darkness. As I was looking at that this week, how do I apply this? Ask two questions. What worldly messages, domain of darkness messages or attachments, is God calling you and me to take off? that don't fit you anymore, that don't belong to you and in you anymore? What worldly messages or attachments is God calling you to take off? What kingdom messages, words from God, is God calling you to put on? That's the application. How do we live in this kingdom of light now as children of light? So I asked you, uh, some of you this week, I got some responses back this week, very helpful. Kind of what are these attachments that tend to cling? These are, they sound kind of good, but you're like, wait, is that that what Jesus says? So here's one, self-care. Self-care is kind of like a big buzzword now, right? Got to take care of yourself. Now, to some extent, that's true, right? Don't be a doormat. Don't enable bad behavior around you. You need to have some legit boundaries in life, okay? You're not the slave of somebody else. They're not your Lord. Who's your Lord now? Jesus. All right. Let's be servants of Christ. Somebody's asking you to do something for the thousandth time. You're not sure if you're enabling them or you need to take care of yourself a little bit here. What do you do? Go to Jesus. Jesus, what do you say, man? You're my Lord. You know what I need. All right. Self-care. I'm not sure about that one. That's, That's a little bit... It's a little bit misleading. Love, here's another one. Love is all that matters. Dude, just if, love, if everybody just love each other, love is all, What's wrong with that message? I mean, it sounds good. Like, what, is, what do we mean by love, first of all? It seems like the way the world defines it now is just be kind to everybody. It's like all kindness, no truth. It's no. Jesus loves you and me with a full measure of grace and truth. That's how we're to love each other. Love each other. How has how's Jesus loved you? Well, He's loved me sacrificially, but He's not my doormat. Um, he's love He's got amazing patience and amazing forgiveness. So I need to extend patience and forgiveness to people. Um, he's very generous. But he also stands in truth. He spoke truth, sometimes harsh truths. How do we do that? Jesus, help me love in a way that actually matters. Okay, another message. Um, don't miss out, you can have it all. FOMO and YOLO. <laughs> Translation feeling of missing out, you only live once, right? Like, this short life is all there is, so you better get everything out of it while you can. That's a message for this world. Now, yeah, let's live life to the full, but in what way? Listen to what Jesus says. If anyone would come after me, you must deny yourself, take up your cross daily, and follow me. For whatever, what good is it if you gain the whole world but forfeit your soul? Don't miss out. In the kingdom of God means Don't do anything else except follow Jesus. Surrender it all to Jesus. Bring it all under his rule and reign. Let him define what it is. Here's another one Be real, be authentic. Just be real, man. I'm just being authentic. I mean, it sounds good, right? Don't be fake, okay? True. Don't be fake. But, you know, let your yes be yes. But even more so than that, love one another, Jesus says. Love one another as I have loved you. Repeat that again. Okay, here's another one. We need, you know, we get this feel, we get this push in the world that we need to follow trends, that whatever is on the news is the truth, that what we hear from friends and family and other, any other majority is the truth. Okay? How about the kingdom of God? Where's the truth? Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Listen to me. I'll help you sort it out. The Holy Spirit has given to you to guide you in truth. What's true? I'm hearing mixed messages here, Lord. What is true? Follow your heart. Follow your true, authentic self, man. Whatever you feel deepest inside, follow that. Now, You know, if that's Jesus, then yes. But if I follow my own heart, my own heart has blind spots. In the kingdom of God, we're we're learning to follow Jesus, to trust him, to trust what he says, even when it conflicts with what's going on inside us. All right, there's a bunch here. There's a bunch here. Let me give you some time. Give you a moment, and then during this last song, to let God show you what messages or attachments is God highlighting for you. Let the Holy Spirit put a light on that thing. And you might not like it. You might be like, no, not that. I'm not giving that up. I don't don't touch that. Why? These things wage war against your soul. Like Jesus wants to free you from this stuff. It's bondage. Let him free you. Turn away from that. Repent. Get that off. Come out of that darkness. What worldly messages or attachments is God calling you to take off? And then when you make that decision, then say, Lord Jesus, what are you giving me? What are you telling me now to take hold of? What's true? Give me your message. I'm taking that message off. Let me hear your truth. And it might might be instant. It might take take a while. Wrestle with that this week. What's God calling you to put on? We pray for this. Lord, Holy Spirit, come. We thank you, God, for calling us out of darkness into light, Lord Jesus. We're in the light now. We've put our faith in you and what you've done for us. We are in the kingdom of light. We thank you for that, Lord. Now help us live in the light, Jesus. Help us trust that the light is better than the darkness. Help us trust that... Following you is the best way to live. Help us not get deceived, not be blinded, Lord God. We ask, Holy Spirit, by your power that you would soften our hearts in those areas where we're just rebellious, where we're a bit obnoxious. Lord, bring your life, your new life there as well. We give that to you. Thank you for coming to give us life, life to the full, Lord Jesus. Enable us, empower us, help us to trust you. Trust you enough to obey you, to follow you, to let go of those things that don't fit us anymore, Lord. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for continuing to save us, Lord. Amen.